He's too cocky. He's got too much confidence. He's too convicted. He's the number one high school football podcaster in America. He's the number one scout in the country. Coast to coast. Gold State to the Sunshine State. Giving it to you raw and uncut like the meat at the liquor store on the corner. KM to GM. Nobody does it better. Buckle up, folks. It's time for the truth. Let's fucking go. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Not in the studios, in the house. COVID-19 got me in the house. But I'm still tapping in with you live, recording on a Wednesday. You're probably going to be hearing this Wednesday evening, Wednesday night. Uh, but COVID-19, man, got me in the house, sacrificing, you know, trying to do what's right for myself, my family, and uh, trying to do what's right for those of you out there who are trying to do things right, man. I'm sacrificing, and uh, COVID's got 19, it's got me in the house, but I'm recording, and I'm happy to bring some some high school football news, talk some high school news, talk some college football, a um, lot of different things going on, man. Big time recruits, making commitments, making uh, their top lists, guys committed all over the country. Got a sleeper of the week from here in Southern California, who I'm very excited about. Hopefully he gets a chance his senior year to really show everybody what he can do. I think he made a big jump this offseason. And uh, that's what it is. So let's get right to it. It's time for recruiting. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. All right, recruiting this week has been, listen, it's been, it's been on 100, right? Far and wide on 100. The big name um, out of the Washington, D.C. area. Gonzaga, High, Gonzaga Prep High School, number one quarterback, Caleb Williams, commits to Oklahoma. Big time get for the Sooners, of course. They've had, you know, two out of the last three number one overall picks, two out of the last three Heisman Trophy winners. Talking none other than K1, Kyler Murray. Okay? And he has shown himself to be really special in the league. And then you got – O.G. Bake, Baker Mayfield, who came out the gates hot in the NFL but cooled off real quick in the sophomore season. Nevertheless, Oklahoma gets the number one quarterback in Caleb Williams, 6'2", 210 pounds, uh, thick lower build, athletic, reportedly ran 4'5", as a rising junior at a camp, uh, quick release, love his decision-making, but his ability to create outside the pocket and make explosive plays when the play breaks down, when the initial play breaks down, to me, that's what makes him special. Yes, he can throw it all over the field. He's got the quick release. He can be accurate to all three levels, uh, but his ability to avoid and escape and extend and then exterminate a defense with his legs or his arms to me, that's what makes him special. Congratulations to Caleb. That's a big-time get for the Sooners. Uh, moving along, a lot of big-time players across the country made commitments. Let's go to the University of Oregon. They got a wide receiver out of Mississippi, Isaiah Breivhart. Uh, big-time six-foot-four wide receiver, long and athletic. He's going to make a lot of plays in an Oregon offense, a 50-50 guy. Wide receiver Keon Coleman commits to Kansas. 
and head coach Les Miles. Keon Coleman is going to play basketball and football at Kansas. If you know anything about college basketball, Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk, KU, Bill Self in the in the Kansas Jayhawk basketball program, very good for a really long time. Um, let's move along. Out of Texas, defensive back Latrell McCutcheon, who's a former Alabama commit, ends up committing to Oklahoma. So Lincoln Riley getting two big-time players, a five-star quarterback and now a four-star cornerback. Uh, moving along, out of Texas as well, wide receiver Latrell Neville commits to Nebraska. He was a former Virginia Tech commit. Speaking of Virginia Tech, they get an athlete who I think is going to play corner at Virginia Tech from here in Southern California, Sierra Canyon's own DJ Harvey commits to Virginia Tech. He's going to be a Hokie. Congratulations to DJ and family. Moving along here, defensive back Tyreek Chappelle commits to Texas A&M. Linebacker Martez Thrower commits to Kentucky. Defensive end Keanu Cott out of South Florida commits to LSU. Wide receiver J. Michael Sturdivant out of Texas. He commits to the University of Cal. University of Cal making big strides in recruiting, especially at the skill position. Linebacker Jackie Marshall commits to Baylor. Defensive tackle T.J. Sanders commits to South Carolina. Tight end Frederick Seaborough and his brother Cedric Seaborough commit to NC State. Tight end Eric Olson commits to Colorado. Offensive lineman Garrett DiGiorgio. DiGiorgio. Garrett DiGiorgio. Kids to UCLA, big six foot seven kid uh, from here in uh, California. Commits to UCLA. Congratulations to the Bruins. Starting to make some waves on that offensive line on the recruiting trail. And the defensive end, Stone Eby. He commits to SMU. So those are the latest commitments uh, kind of across the country. But the big one, again, was Caleb Williams to Oklahoma. I love what uh, Kansas is doing with Keon Coleman, the big wide receiver. I think DJ Harvey's a good pickup for Virginia Tech. And uh, Keanu Cott, the defensive end out of South Florida, going to LSU, who's all of 6'5 and 220, very long and athletic. And he's got an explosive first step. And then J. Michael Sturdivant, big-time receiver out of Texas, going to Cal. So congratulations to all those kids making those commitments. And congratulations to all those families for all their hard work and sacrifice because it takes a village. Let's move along. It's time for my favorite part of the show. It's time for me to put a spotlight on a special young man as my sleeper of the week. It's time for our sit and sleep sleeper of the week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, my sleeper of the week this week, we're going to be right here in Southern California because it's my home base. I like to take care of the home kids, but I like to take my sleepers really from all over the country with an emphasis on Southern California. But we're going to go no further than Orange Lutheran High School by the 2021 defensive back 
who I think is going to have a big-time senior year if we get to play football, Bryce Phillips, the transfer out of La Habra. I think Bryce has had a phenomenal offseason, has put in a lot of work, his speed, his strength, his flexibility, his foot speed and quickness and his acceleration, also his, his technique. Um, he's worked out a lot with uh, elite athletes, Coach Jeff Johnson over there, who does a great job with the wide receivers and DBs. Bryce Phillips, Orange Lutheran, measured in, I believe, at 5'11", 185 pounds, looks good, looks lean, looks muscular. Uh, I think he's picked up a whole step of speed this offseason. He's always been very aggressive on the corner. He's got some ball skills. He Physically, he'll come up and he'll lay the lumber on you. Bryce Phillips, La Habra High School. This week's Transparent Truth, Sleeper of the Week. Congratulations, Bryce, and to the Phillips family. Let's move along. Got my hot takes. Got my hot takes. Short show, hot takes. Here we go. So Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, the quarterback, he signs with Oklahoma. What type of impact is he going to have on recruiting? And here's my thought. Whenever the number one quarterback signs, he's always going to have an impact on that side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball, whether it be running backs added to the puzzle, whether the offensive linemen added to protect them, receivers to throw the ball to. Quarterbacks will always rule the day in terms of recruiting and leading other recruits to their destination spot. But offense is not the issue at Oklahoma. Now, they made some strides on the defensive side of the ball with a new coordinator last year. But boy, did they fell off, excuse me, boy, did they fall off late in the season. I'll never forget the beatdown LSU put on them in the national semifinals, um, the college football playoffs. I think Joe Burrow threw six touchdowns in the first half. I mean, it was a track meet. And the LSU Tigers uh, just smacked them around like a bunch of little sisters. Oklahoma's issue is not on defense. Excuse me, it's not on offense. Caleb Williams is good. They already got a young guy there uh, who's from Arizona. He's ready to take the helm. Caleb Williams is going to sit for a couple of years. Here's the deal. He'll attract recruits on the offensive side, but is his, does his commitment lead to a guy like Corey Foreman, the number one defensive player in the country, or a guy like Mason Smith, the number one defensive tackle in the country? Does that lead them to Norman? I don't think so. Not going to happen. Um, congratulations to Caleb, Lincoln Riley, the whole offensive staff. Defense, still a lot to be desired defensively. They got to get it together. They need better players. They got to coach it better. That just is what it is, okay? Because the way LSU did them was sad. And it looked like a college team going against a high school team. That's what it looked like at the end of the day. So, um, that's my take on Caleb Williams' impact on recruiting. Moving along, Corey Foreman, is he considering the HBCU route? And if, if he is, is that consideration real? You know, today he's supposed to come out with his top seven. I'm anticipating that an HBCU school will be on that list, maybe more than one. Um, and I'm happy for Corey. I'm happy for him because it shows – Number one, that he he's socially conscious, right? That's important. 
Number two, it shows um, at least to the public that he's given some type of consideration to a black college, which I think is important. I went to a black college. I had a great experience. Nothing wrong with going to a black college. Um, but is he really considering the HBCU route? Being that he's the number one player in the nation, I have experience in this area. A few years ago, a couple years ago, Kayvon Thibodeau took a trip to Florida A&M and HBCU. Now, was he seriously considering an HBCU? I wouldn't say he was seriously considering them, but he did give them an opportunity to sell him. Now, is Corey giving an HBCU an opportunity to sell him? Don't know. I anticipate that that will happen, though. He will give an HBCU or maybe a couple an opportunity to sell him on their vision for him. And I think that's great. Will he go the HBCU route? Like a guy like McCour Maker, uh, committed to Howard, a top 10 basketball player in the country. It's different for, for football than it is for basketball. Basketball, you need one or two guys. Football, you need a lot of guys to change around the whole deal. I don't think Corey ends up at an HBCU, but I'm happy for him and I'm glad that he's considering listening to the vision an HBCU can paint for him if he decided to take that route. That's my take on that. Let's move along. Um, Stanford has now canceled sports in in 11 different sports. They've canceled 11 different sports. And the Ivy League just announced that they are canceling all fall sports. Is the 2020 season in jeopardy of being canceled nationally? Here's my take on that. I don't know how you have a football season, whether it be college, professional, or high school. When there is a virus running rapid throughout the world and there is no treatment and there is no vaccine for it. How do you congregate with 20,000, 40,000, 60,000 people? What happens if there's an outbreak? Sports is not important enough for one person to die from COVID because thousands congregated at a game. Sports is not that important. We have to get our priorities straight. Now, nobody loves sports more than I do, but I could care less that the NBA season is going to be played in a bubble. I am not even going to watch it. And I'm doubling down on my take that sports should not occur until we have a vaccine or a treatment for COVID. You cannot put people's lives in jeopardy. People don't have the common sense to think for themselves logically. They're saying, we're not scared of the virus. Okay, you may not be scared, and you may or may not catch it, but who you affect from catching it could be a problem. And they don't deserve health issues or to die because you weren't scared of the virus. This is not about you. That's the whole issue with the virus. It's not about you. It's about all of us. And not one person deserves to die 
because another person refuses to either a wear a mask or b sit in the house. I'm sorry, but that's my stance. If you don't like it, tough titty. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I appreciate you for joining me here on the transparent truth. I know it's tough times out there for everybody. It hasn't been easy for me, but let's stick together. Let's mask up and let's continue to socially distance until the next time. There's a new sheriff in town and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.